It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is former quarterback Chris Todd, and you are listening to Locked On Auburn. We're fixing to have us a good day. Bruce sounding uh, pumped up there. I wonder how he's feeling with the uh, with the breaking news. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you. What's up, buddy? Hey, Zach. I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing well, bud. I'm doing well. Um, despite some news that, that Auburn fans not certainly uh, pumped about, but I think a lot of folks really understand it. But uh, coming out, Sports Center and different sources are citing um, the fact that Jalen Green is uh, he's going pro. He's going to do the, the G League route. He is not choosing Auburn or Memphis. We're recording this before he officially announced, and it seems kind of crappy that they broke that and didn't want to give him mm-hmm. his, his time at noon central today, but if uh, if that changes, we'll change um, we'll change this opening. So um, you can come back for that if you're listening before this goes up and we get different news. But uh, based on some of the reports that I've read, it seems like it's a done deal. So uh, yeah, so we are gonna um, look ahead quickly. I mean, with Auburn basketball, you got Greg Brown, you got some other guys that have reclassified from 2021 to 2020 that Auburn's technically in the in the race for. So we will see. The Greg Brown thing definitely seems more promising now than it was a week ago. But really, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I thought. <clears throat> you all right? Yeah. Excuse me. You're good. Uh, I thought that. Uh, I thought that we talked the other day about how we thought that getting Jalen Green would help get Greg Brown. I, I, I yes, and I do think that's true. But I don't know. I mean, the more stuff I see about Greg Brown, the more I'm like, oh, Auburn may get this guy. So. We'll see. We'll see. We got time. Uh, he's on the 24th, so a little over a week away at the time of us recording this. But we've been promoing this for about a week or so. Throwback Thursday. Happy Throwback Thursday to you. Happy Throwback Thursday to you. Rain Game 2009. We asked for your stories. We asked for your thoughts, your experiences of the Rain Game. I've listened to some of the ones that you guys have sent in. I uh, haven't listened to others, but the ones that I've listened to are awesome. They're great. Um you can call the Locked On Auburn podcast voicemail machine at 205-502-4285. You want to talk about your thoughts for watching the rain game for the first time, correct? Is this right? Yes, this is the first time that I watched the rain game. You've heard about the rain game. What would you think of it? Yeah, so just full transparency, full honesty, um, I started caring about Auburn in 2010 when my older sister uh, decided to come to school at Auburn. Yeah. So, you know, over the years, I've heard about the rain game, heard stories about the rain game. I didn't watch it. Um, So this was a great, you know, chance for me to go back and kind of put a a face to the name, if you will. Yeah, I got you. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. The announcers were really, really bad. (laughs) Um, West Virginia was in the Big East. Yeah. But um, besides that, I I enjoyed watching the game. Um, Gus's offense... Uh, look, looks the almost the same, right? It and just, it's, guys were more open. Back yeah, then. <laughs> it's uh, so I really enjoyed watching, and I'm excited to hear the uh, the in person stories. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think the I don't know after rewatching it, it's almost like the memories of the rain game are better than the actual rain game as far as people who were there, and mm-hmm. I mean just so unconventional with you know everybody hurtled together uh, under the rafters at Jordan Hare Stadium. But let's start with Weston. 
calling from Connecticut. Hey, guys, this is Weston from Connecticut. Uh, I had a story regarding the rain game in 09 that I thought you guys might be interested in. Uh, so originally, me and my dad, my dad who's also an Auburn alum, we had tickets to that game. Now, I was in high school at this point in time, very excited to go. Um, but then uh, my great-grandfather on my mom's side of the family passed away that week. <clears throat> and so, of course, they set his funeral for Saturday. Well, I specifically remember being in the car on the way to Mississippi that morning and my dad complaining that we didn't even know him that well because now we couldn't go to the game. So he was upset, and eventually me and him managed to complain enough, along with my little sister getting sick, that my mom angrily eventually just said, fine, turn the car around. And so we ended up uh, going back home. We didn't make it to the game, but we ended up watching the game from home and seeing the rain and everything. And I remember my dad saying something closer along the lines of, like, man, we could be there if he just would have stuck around another week. So, anyway, thought you guys might enjoy that story. That I think it's kind of funny. War Eagle. So, I expected oh a couple God. of different things and maybe something a little out of the norm. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Thank you, Weston, from Connecticut for listening from a long way away. That, uh, that, that just made my day so much better. Thank you for telling that story. Well, um, you even had the extra hour, right? Because people were uh, sitting. They had the game got delayed by an hour. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, I, I think that's great. I think that's great. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go to Andy from Birmingham. Hey, Zach and Michael, this is Andy from Birmingham. I just wanted to briefly tell my rain game story. Uh, I was at that game, and um, I was a pretty young fella, and I know I was with my mom and. Uh, I got very nervous as we all had to go under the stadium, and there were just so many people. I got pretty claustrophobic, oh, yeah. and I just remember that we were packed in there like sardines, and I thought I was going to pass out. So it was very nerve-wracking for me. Uh, I kind of thought I was going to die in that moment. But anyways, um, y'all keep up the good work. War Eagle. Well, Andy, I'm glad you didn't die. Me too. I'm glad you didn't get, die. I hope you uh, stuck it out and went back there. But yeah, my story's kind of similar to Andy's. I was um, I was younger too, so I would have been 15 ish. Yeah, I couldn't drive yet, so I think I was either 14 or 15. Mm, and it, no, didn't you graduate high school? And... Graduated in 11, right? So I would have been. I think I was 15. Okay. I think I was. I might have been 16. I'm not sure. You graduated in spring of 11. Yeah. At 18? Or were you 17? I was 17. Okay, then yeah, you would have been 15. Okay. Uh, yeah, late June birthday. Shout out to all you summer birthdays out there. But uh, yeah, we were in a similar boat, and we stood there for probably about 10 or 15 minutes, and then my dad looked at me and was like, you uh, you want to leave? And I'm like, well, I want to watch it. He's like, well, let's go to let's go to Locos. That's back when Locos was open on the corner of College and Donahue, and at that time, it was kind of before it started trending down, but I mean, that was our favorite place to go. And so we went there and the restaurant was full, but the bar was open. And so it was like my first time sitting at a bar. It was like, you know, hanging out with my dad and, and uh, we were dry and warm and, and full. And so that's, um, that's what we did. Part of me wishes we would have stayed looking back on it, but it's still cool. I actually went over there and talked to my dad about it yesterday. He still remembers it too. So 
Uh, that was that was pretty cool. So yeah, mine in a similar boat with uh with Andy. All right, let's go uh, over to Atlanta. Really Pat- fast, really yes. fast. While we're talking about this, sure. The announcers were like so. Im- they kept saying that the game got delayed an hour because they have to, you know, whatever. And they were all so impressed at the number of people that didn't leave. Oh, even I though most people stayed. Yeah, no, even though they came over the PA system and announced, like, everyone needs to leave. If you stay, you do so at your own risk. And right, it's like, still, you cannot sue us if you get hurt. <laughs> yeah, there were still 86,000 people there. Yeah. And they were, so, or however many the stadium seated at the time. Mm-hmm. Don't come at me if I got that number wrong. But they, uh, they were, like, so impressed. And I was like, you clearly don't know Auburn fans at all. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely wasn't 86. But, yeah, there was a lot of folks there. And as far as the, the student section, I mean, they didn't move and – this, this is something that the TV broadcast didn't show, and I don't know if anybody has this anywhere, but during that rain delay, I mean, none of the students moved or anything, and they played pretty much every rain-related song over the PA, and they were all singing and dancing. And I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. All right, Patrick from Atlanta. Hey, guys. Uh, Patrick in Atlanta. Um, I actually attended the rain game against West Virginia my senior year in high school that fall. Uh, I remember it was obviously a monsoon that day. I was excited. Then I saw a huge black cloud coming over Jordan Hare. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is about to get real. So storm came down. But the thing that stands out the most was how the student section stayed around. And, there it is. Um, just really the electricity that you could feel pregame. And then one thing I hope hope the uh, folks in the uh, video production team can bring back is Coach Shizik actually gave a pregame speech. And it was aired on the Jumbotron before the reconstruction, but it was just great. Chizik was like, Auburn was a great place way before you got here with Bo Jackson and guys like Randy Campbell and so forth. So it was pretty exciting stuff and really hope they could somehow bring that back in some capacity. Uh, moving forward, uh, last thing here, guys, uh, what do you think about kind of with basketball signing period coming up with Jalen Green making this announcement today, kind of reaction to that, and uh, the possibility of Kaminga. I've heard some rumblings of Kaminga from New Jersey being uh, reclassified the class of 2020 so i'd love to hear your thoughts on that thanks so much guys thanks patrick yeah patrick used to work here at the auburn network with us uh about uh, two years or so so hope you're doing well hope you uh, are enjoying lanta uh my good friend but yeah yeah uh, it's funny we just kind of mentioned that I, that lined up well yeah as far as uh you know jalen green earlier today and kaminga he's uh he's a guy that a lot of people are very high on and i think he has officially reclassified so I saw one rider change their pick from Duke to Auburn for him. Um, not many people have followed suit with that, but I think Auburn is gaining traction with him. So that's another one that's that's exciting. But I think the most realistic guy out there for Auburn now is Greg Brown. I'm going to double down on that. I think that's kind of where I'm at. My pick for Greg Brown is now Auburn. Um, I, I think that has changed. Um, I was wrong on JT Thor. I did think that Jalen Green was going to go pro. Um, so... I'm one and one right now, and so maybe Greg Brown will help me get to two and one as far as uh, Auburn's big three over the uh, you know the past few weeks and the next few weeks. Covering recruiting or being interested in recruiting is such an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I was so excited about yeah. for weeks. I've been so excited. Well, second place means nothing. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you might as well be fifth. You know, and focus your uh, time and efforts on um, other places. The the speech that. He was just talking about that Chizik gave. Yeah. I think I might have that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm not positive. Um, I don't remember exactly, but I watched uh, a bunch of tape yesterday, and I think that I might have that. That's cool. All right. Sweet. I hope I do. Actually, 
I found it. Let's, um, I'm going to play that, and then we're going to, uh, yeah, you'll hear more coming up next right here on Locked on Auburn. Remember what we said now. Remember what we said. We said it's going to take 87,070 tonight. That's what we said it's going to take. Today's about confrontation. Today's about courage. And today's about unfinished business. Today's about unfinished business. Today's a day about courage, and today's a day about delivering. Today's a day about delivering. And you remember what I said to you. If I've said it once, I've said it to you 10,000 times. This place was made great way before you got here. Sir, sir. It was made great way before you got here. It was made great by guys like <coughs> Bo Jackson and Randy Campbell who stand right here behind me right now. They're the ones right now that made people proud to wear the AU. We ain't trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to continue a tradition right now that was built way before you got here. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we jump back into our conversation about the rain game, hope you guys are enjoying these Throwback Thursdays. Let us know if you're enjoying these. We will continue to uh, keep these up. Um, and if not, we totally understand. We just want to know what um, what you guys want. What you guys want. So, uh, all right, let's hear from uh, Ben from North Georgia. Hey, guys, it's Ben from North Georgia. You were asking for stories about the West Virginia game in 09. So I have a slightly different uh, story than you'll probably hear. That was my first deployment to Iraq. So I was sitting in a camp in Kuwait getting ready to be forward deployed into Iraq. And I was searching all over the place and finally found one of the morale and welfare tents where they were playing a replay of the Auburn-West Virginia game. And I had deliberately not watched or looked at the news on the Internet or whatever else because I was hoping it would get put on the uh, Armed Forces Network so I could watch it. And I got into the tent. This was also the date of the first sandstorm I ever experienced in Iraq or uh, Kuwait. And make it to the tent. Uh, we're in there. Some other Auburn alum were all sitting there, uh, some Air Force majors. And me being Army, you know, I tolerated them. And <laughs> while we were sitting there, we were watching the game. And obviously, we had no idea what was going on. And if I remember correctly, West Virginia kind of jumped on Auburn to start that game. Oh, yeah. Before the rain paused it. <laughs> and we're sitting there, and some airman walks up right about at the start of the uh, coming out of the rain delay. And he goes, oh, it's Auburn-West Virginia game. That was great how Auburn came back in the game. <laughs> And all of us just kind of turned and looked at this dude, and I think he finally figured out that all of us were armed and were contemplating shooting him for <laughs> you know, giving away the game. But either way, that's my story from the Auburn-West Virginia game because I'll never forget it being my first game I ever watched uh, deployed overseas. So either or, love the show. Thanks for keeping it up during this uh, insanity. Or 
Wow. That's a cool story. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you so much, Ben, from North Georgia. Holy cow, that's cool. Also, one of my favorite things about people in the military is that they can't resist to diss the other taking yeah. shots <laughs> other branches, other branches of the right military. well that's so cool that is such a cool thing and um that's that was awesome once again that's not what i expected when you guys started calling in and, and leaving voicemails for um for this show so that is that's awesome that's awesome and you know with other auburn alum overseas like that's just that's cool. And, you know, when people say that, you know, Auburn's just a school or football's just mm-hmm. a sport, and you think about and you hear stories like that, and it's like, ah, eh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it means a lot more than that. So that's that. That's a really, really cool story. I don't know what else to add there. But, I mean, just talking about the game, you know, Ben referenced it. West Virginia jumped up big on Auburn, and then Auburn bounced back. Um, it was 14 nothing, and then it was 14 to 10 Mm-hmm. At the end of the first quarter, 24 points scored in that first quarter. So that's exciting. And then Auburn was kind of always a few points down until really late in the game and their defense started getting turnovers. Some really bizarre turnovers that the Auburn defense forced in that game. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was a really strange game. I mean, you could tell it's that weird, yeah. the rain was an issue because Auburn's defense couldn't tackle anyone. Yeah. And then... Uh, the poor West Virginia quarterback, um, you know, throws three interceptions and fumbles twice or whatever, has five turnovers. Two of the interceptions are on little, like, shovel pass middle screens. I mean, what's better than a defensive lineman getting a pick, though? A pick six? You know what I mean? Defensive like, lineman getting a pick six? That's huge. Oh, my gosh. It was... I'm sorry, he threw four interceptions, so maybe he only fumbled once, but I just both corners with it. The defense ends up being huge for the team, and the offense does enough to get done. Um, so Nico done. Thorpe got a pick. I think he was the first pick yeah. that they got, and he's still in the league. Like He signed an extension with the Seahawks like earlier this week. Like Nico Thorpe got hated on a lot when he was playing at Auburn and won a natty, but he's still in the NFL. That's crazy. This is over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. there was some talent on that team. Um, he also returned an interception for, like, 94 yards. He got all the way inside the five or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you I, know, I expected to recognize more West Virginia names. Did that Noel Devine guy turn into anything? Did he? Um, okay, this was – so they talked about – I kind of got like the the flash, you know what I'm saying? The uh, the flashbacks of the West Virginia. So they talked about Pat White a whole bunch. Yeah, about they did a how, segment of like life after Pat White. Yeah, yeah, um, about how Pat White was the quarterback last year. This guy, I, I don't know who he was. This quarterback, mm-hmm. um, Noel Devine was an incredible college player. I think Tavon Austin had a carry. And he was obviously an incredible college player. He's still in the NFL now. Arguably one of the best highlight reels. Ever created. Yeah. It's Tavon Austin in West Virginia. Um, yeah, Noel Devine was a very good college player. Um, and, and then at the end of the game, they brought in Eugene Smith. You might know who he is. Oh, Gino? Oh. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Gino Smith. Uh, they were hating on Gino Smith when the announcers were when they brought him in. Well, some things uh, never stop. Geno Smith was incredible at West Virginia. At West Virginia, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Then Rex Ryan got his hands on with the New York Jets. Well, that, the Jets got him. Let's true. not put it on Rex. That's true. Hey, uh, we're going to um, continue our conversation uh, coming up here on Locked on Auburn. There's a few guys that I just want to give shout-outs to that, that Auburn fans have kind of 
forgotten about right here on Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, so I texted you this before you started watching it. I just got done watching it yesterday because I leave work a little earlier than you do. But mm-hmm. I was like, Darvin Adams is a beast. Like, Darvin Adams is a freak. And I think a lot of Auburn fans forget how good he was. The three touchdowns in the rain game, kind of an exclamation mark. That was probably one of his better games, especially in 09. But there's a lot of talk about, you know, him being Cam's number one guy. But he was pretty good with Chris Todd, too. Absolutely. The guy's ability to control his body and his balance and his, I mean, his body control is just, it, it was crazy. It was actually ridiculous. And and you saw it on a few of those grabs in the back of the end zone where he's like, I think a lot of, uh, you know, the average college receiver would have fallen out of bounds, but he has so, he was just so in control. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved watching Darvin Adams. He had an, inc- it, it would be tough for me. I mean, really just having watched this one game and then the games in 2010, I mean, sure. I, it would. I would be hard pressed to find a better game for Darvin Adams than than the rain game. I yeah. mean, he was absolutely incredible. I think he also got hurt at one point during the game and came back. And he, he I mean, he was he was money. He and was it, so good. And you know, we saw Chris Tate uh, or Chris Todd, excuse me, and then we saw uh, Ben, ben Tate, Tate. Uh, both friends of the program. We've talked to them both over the past mm-hmm. few weeks. Highly encourage you to check out those conversations if uh, if you missed those. But. Uh, Outside of those two guys, I mean, every time there was a guy that made a catch or a guy that ran the ball or a guy that made a tackle on defense, I was like, it's crazy to think about knowing what we know now about all those guys. Like, they won a national championship the next year. And it's wild to me. I mean, it was pretty much the same team. You lost Ben Tate, you gain Michael Dyer, and you lose Chris Todd, and you gain Cam Newton. It's just crazy how the building blocks were already there. And they just needed mm-hmm. one more year in the system, and they needed lightning to strike at the quarterback position. But and then obviously, you know that that Nick Fairley guy kind of stepped up as well. But it's it's wild to me to watch that game in '09 and think, man, if you guys only knew what your lives were going to be like a year from now, you know what I mean? Yeah, Fairley had a good he had a good game against West Virginia. It took me, I don't even know. Two and a half quarters to figure out that that was Nick Fairley. But it's just, it, I mean, just because they that, didn't that, talk about him at all. Oh nine, Nick Fairley and twenty ten, Nick Fairley. I mean, that is crazy how big that jump was. Yes, I mean he was still good. That that that, that was to my my point. Like I, if I'm not mistaken, Nick Fairley was a JUCO guy, right? And yeah. So I wasn't positive if he came in 09 or came in twenty ten uh, when Cam did. And so it took me two and a half quarters to figure it out because they never said his name. They mm-hmm. they just like. Yeah, so uh, I, yeah, I totally agree with you, Zach. We, uh, you know, we talk about 2010 a whole bunch, and, and these are a bunch of guys who, you know, were also on that team. I was very impressed. I, I just looked it up. So he finished the 09 season with two starts, played 13 games, recorded 28 tackles. So he only started two games in 09. Fairly? Yeah. Dang. I mean, just to think about how big that change <laughs> yeah. was, it's wild. Um, the uh, the other name 
I wanted to bring up. Okay. Mario Fannin. I mean, he his catch and run for the touchdown in this in the rain game was ridiculous. Just absolutely turns on the afterburners. He and works then, with my dad now. Nice. Yeah. And then I feel like uh, shout out to Xerox. <laughs> I feel like the. Uh, in the 2010 season, he's like the forgotten member of the backfield. He and Eric Smith. I mean, Eric Smith had a bigger role in the rain game than any game in 2010. And Mario Fannin was the starting running back going into 2010. Yeah. And McCaleb was involved in all of that as well. So, I mean, just a lot of names that aged really well in Auburn lore. Mm-hmm. They were all in that, that rain game. And I, I think even Chris Todd and Ben Tate. I mean, we talked with Ben about all the records that he's still in contention with, you know, with, with being a the top Auburn running back of all time. And then Chris Todd, I think, kind of was a big part of bringing in the Malzahn era. Mm-hmm. I know he didn't play for Malzahn as a head coach, but he came in with Gus as far as being an offensive coordinator or got to play with Gus being an offensive coordinator. So um, I don't know. I, I think Chris Todd's an important part of that too. And that 09 season, Chris Todd broke a lot of Auburn records that year. I think people forget how good he was in his second year at starter. And then, you know, you, you got a little bit of Cody Burns flair um, in that game as well. They used him in that Wildcat situation. And, um, you know, there's a throw in there. You know, he, he had better throws in 2010 out of the Wildcat, I think, than in 09. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the announcers roasted him after that. He So he, for those of you who don't remember, he threw the ball. I don't even know if it was. It may have been a trick play where he lined up at wide receiver first and then and then threw it, but I think it was a wildcat if it's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. He anyway, he threw it like a five yards out of bounds. Yeah. I mean Oh, it was, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. It was nowhere close to the receiver. And the announcer's literally like, Well, that's why he's not the quarterback. Dang. <laughs> it's just like, oh Yikes. Man. The one I'm talking about is it was out of um it was a wildcat snap and he just Malzahn schemed a guy wide open and just threw it really high. It took forever to get there. It was kind of underthrown, but he did complete it. He did complete it. But um, Yeah, so like I said, like we said earlier in the show, if you want more of these throwback Thursdays during this ridiculously long offseason that we're ahead and you have any recommendations, we would love to hear from you. My last thing I'll say, actually I have two more things to say about the rain game. Okay. First of all, the announcers were so blown away at the speed of Auburn's offense. I mean, at the beginning of the game, one of the guys actually said, we'll try to get you guys replays, but it might not be possible yeah. with how fast the offense went. Oh, yeah. And um, it just kind of spoke out to me because, like, nowadays, like, A, no one would ever say that, and B, like, those hurry-up offenses are so commonplace now. It was revolutionary, that, man. Mm-hmm. And it, then, it changed college football. <laughs> the second thing was that they talked about Ronnie Brown at one point because they kept hyping up this uh, Monday Night Football game, which was the Colts against the Dolphins. Uh-huh. And, um, oh, that's so good. They talked about the uh, the wild Miami's Wildcat offense mm-hmm. uh, with Ronnie Brown, who used to play at Auburn, blah, blah, blah. And the guy straight up says that they the Wildcats started with Gus Malzahn at Arkansas with Darren McFadden. That is true. That happened. That was and a thing. I I don't want to say that that's, like, not that – I don't want to say that it's tough to be like, yeah, the Wildcat offense started right here at this point with this guy. I just find that a little hard. <clears throat> wow, don't get so choked Excuse up about me. it. I find that a little hard to believe. Oh, no, you got to buy in. Gus Malzahn created the Wildcat with Darren okay. Um Buy in, brother. It was just 
Exciting. And again, the offense looks super similar. I mean, the running game did not work in the first half, and they just warmed down, warmed down, warmed yeah. down. And then sure enough, in the second half, Ben Tate was just ripping off chunk yards. Yeah. Yeah, I love Ben Tate's game. Gosh, he was such a good running back. Such a good running back. Yeah, we talked to him last week. You should go check it out. Uh, follow Michael on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 